0: Hi everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast. We do this every day. I'm Pat Mulroy, the director of the World of Learning Institute. The World of Learning Institute provides virtual instruction in world languages and other courses like calculus and chemistry. And this year we are hosting full-time IU8 students through the World of Learning Extended Campus. So when it's difficult for a school or a district to find a teacher, we are here to talk to you about what we do every day that makes virtual learning authentic, relevant, and engaging. And you can contact me at p-m-u-l-r-o-y at worldoflearninginstitute.com or p-m-u-l-r-o-y at iu08.org. And in our last episode, um, with one of our newer district principals, Don Vogt from Ridgedale, he highlighted and focused for us that providing um, an awesome experience for his students who live in rural Ohio was really one of his main visions and uh, that he has found a lot of value in in our authentic, relevant and engaging um, instruction. And he does that by kind of going through walkthroughs with his in his building and um, and it was really fun to hear him tell us how engaging those live sessions were. But today we have one of our very new um, teachers, Zach Marsik. Uh, He teaches social studies for us, and he is one of our founding teachers at the World of Learning Institute, Um, and he has just like smoothly made his way into the world of learning. I just love how uh, the supervisors, Lauren and Olivia, are lifting up the work he does. He gives really like right on time feedback. Um, which is one of the best virtual practices, just to be able to open that communication. Uh, He's already envisioned stories for history and civics, which has been really fun, as that's been part of what we've been doing. Uh, So we have Lauren here with Zach today, and we're going to have a conversation um, about Zach making the world of learning home. So Zach, how are you? Welcome. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of found us.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, just thank you for having me on. I know um, when Lauren messaged me the other day, I was so excited. Um, You know, this is something that I never thought I'd be doing anywhere. And it's, you know, it's really great that I could come on and talk about some stuff that I've been doing in my classes. Um, But as far as finding the world of learning, so I I went to uh, school at Clarion, um, now Penn West. I graduated in December of 2022, um, and like my sophomore year, is when the pandemic happened. So a lot of my curriculum at that point had shifted completely online. And I was going through, and I mean, maybe not until a little bit later, but I I told myself, you know, my educational experience is not diminished because of this. Um, I was seeing all kinds of different ways that I could use this uh, different technology for teaching. Um, And just being an ed major, I was able to look at it uh, in a different way than maybe some of the other people at the college. So that's when, you know, I I fell in love with the virtual world. Um, I always thought I'd work with computers and just this really helped me um, ma- like mesh those two skills of computers and teaching. Um, so when I graduated in December, I was looking around at jobs. and I, I was like, OK, it's December. I either can sub a little bit or I could just continue my education. And I went with that second route. So I continued on. Um, I went into my master's program, which is now curriculum and ed, or curriculum and instruction, sorry. Um, And I took a job as a graduate assistant uh, at Penn West with the online campus. And that's where I learned, you know, pretty much everything there is to know about the learning uh, management systems, all the LMSs. I loved learning all the new like tips and tricks and the really cool ways you can use all those. And I learned from there how to present information to different people um, using these LMSs. So the IU was just something that came up when I was looking online. I was looking at teaching jobs. I was going to job fairs, all kinds of things. Um, but this one, com- this one came up and I was like, that is so interesting. I would love to do that. And my expectations have just like been far exceeded. I'm so glad that this can be my first like real teaching job outside of student teaching, of course. Awesome.
0: That is just so awesome to hear
2: it's really cool to hear I think I just that's a unique trait too to just take something that at the time was like really challenging for everybody I mean there are things that you know everybody missed about being in person and you know to turn it into something of like a learning experience and and to grow from that and to take it as a leaping off point I don't know I'm just really inspired by that it's really cool so would you say that you always knew that you wanted to be a teacher and when did that start for you
1: yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I, you know, maybe I kind of always knew. Um, I had always helped uh, coach little league baseball with my little brother. Um, I would volunteer to Guter Elementary age students. Um, I guess I always kind of knew, but it wasn't until maybe 11th grade when I kind of sat down. I was like, okay, I need to pick something to do. Um, and I was always drawn to helping people, helping others, especially working with kids. I always loved that. That's
2: awesome. And, and history, that's that's the subject that sort of grabbed you?
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of great role models uh, growing up, um, I think. So pretty much all the teachers that I remember as being like the greatest teachers, they were all my social studies teachers. All my teachers were great, um, but it's just something about social studies being a way to tell stories that really drew me.
2: Yeah, that's something that Olivia identified, <laughs> that your stories are great. <laughs> Even your homeroom, um, you know, yeah, it's, you know, especially if you think about like your first teaching job and how, you know, you want to make it well, you know, you want to make a space that's welcoming for students. And I know that's been like a big theme for Pat this year, like home, you know, making, making the world of learning feel like home, you know, not just for the teachers that are here teaching with us, but also the students. I mean, what were some things that you did this year to kind of prepare your classroom or your online space? Um, for your students. What are some things that you do to make it feel more homey?
1: Yeah, so I'll start with my homeroom. My homeroom theme is fireside chat, which is based off of uh, (laughs) FDR's old uh, radio broadcast that he would do in the 1930s. Um, And I kind of like, you know, the idea of like sitting around a fireplace, I feel is very homey. It gives off that sort of um, at home feeling, where we're just gonna come and have like a conversation. Uh, you come each day, we'll talk about some stuff going on. um but really, it's more conversational than anything instructional. With my other classes, uh, all the content, it was making sure that I reached out as soon as I could to build that relationship, um, let them know my different policies as far as like due dates, um, all the different kinds of things, teaching them different ways they could use. Uh, You know, I started out the year talking about, like, how to use Google in a better way that they might not have known. So just trying to build those relationships and making sure that I continuously reach out and encourage them to do the same.
2: Yeah, and I feel like you share a little bit about yourself, too. I have a funny anecdote, actually, because I was helping a student. um, They were having trouble seeing, um, like, some of the content in the courses. And so the student and I were in Zoom and, um, you know, he wasn't sharing his screen, but I was saying, can you, can you launch to a couple of classes and just let me, you know, what are you seeing? And he said, I'm seeing a guy with a cat. And I'm like, I don't think that's in our courses. I was really confused for a minute. It's like, I see a guy with a cat. And I was <laughs> like, wait, what? And so I went and checked myself and you're the guy with the cat Zach yeah like your cat made uh, an appearance in one of your Monday morning messages which is awesome because you're also sharing a little bit about yourself I love that
1: yeah and um, that actually really helped with engagement in my classes Um, the very first live session I had after that there was like I think four students came and they were immediately they're like where's the cat so we took five minutes of cat time they all got to (laughs) share their pets it was really fun
2: oh I love that that's, and that's like, yeah, like, I know there's like a lot of, you know, misunderstandings about teaching online and learning online. I kind of want to talk more about that because I feel like you already kind of brought it up. But um, yeah, like, what are some of the misconceptions do you think about online teaching? And then what are some of the ways that you combat them or like actively try to engage students?
1: Um, One of the biggest things that I've just noticed so far is kind of, there's more of a sense of humility, especially when you uh, think about like recording yourself and having to watch that back. Yeah. Um, it, it takes, it takes a very certain person to be able to do that and not think, Ooh, that's my voice.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but it really is just trying to do those same things that I would do in a traditional school, which is reaching out, you know, it could be as simple as saying, Hey, how are you doing this week? Um, and it's just, we have all this new technology. I've been using Nearpod this week, uh, which is something I never was able to do in a regular classroom. So it's really just, it's more flexible in terms of how I can present information to the students.
0: Just, I just kind of want to jump in there and ask how how are the students responding so far, like in your experience? Like, you know, like obviously Lauren's bringing up the story about the cat and I love that because I do think that unless we're vulnerable and unless they see us as humans, even more so in a virtual environment, they don't, like we're just this two-dimensional flat thing, you know, and so how are the students responding? Because I mean, we're just at the beginning of the year and, you know, a lot of this might be new for some of these kids and how are they responding? Like, are they turning on their cameras and what, or is that slowly happening? What kinds of things are happening in the classroom?
1: Yeah, it's definitely, um, we're, we're still getting into the swing of things kind of trying to get a routine going. Um, I get, you know, some students they're here because they might, you know whether it be anxiety or some learning disability or something. Um, My goal is to make it as easy for them to transition to this. Um, I don't want to over I don't ever want to like overcomplicate anything. Um, And I want them to know that I see them as people. They're not just a box on my screen. Um, So another it's it's this idea that I've created of like a two-way street. Um, every time I give feedback, I always thank them for completing the assignment because I know how hard this can be. You have to have that self-motivation to go through everything. Um, And that just kind of shows them that I care and respect them. I care about them and respect them as people. And hopefully they can do the same when we just kind of go off script a little bit and and we do those things where we show our pets, for example. I love
2: that. It's so true because you know treat people the way you want to be treated and that's just like a also there's so many other skills that I feel like we're teaching online um like they're learning how to have real conversation with an adult you know Uh, even if it's about their cat or something it's some things that students sometimes don't always get the chance to do is really get to know their teachers um in that way and so I feel like that's really special those connections
0: the other thing I also think because one of the things about how you want to treat somebody. And I just had this conversation last night with a friend. We were like, you know, the golden rule is good, but you know, like how I want to be treated may not be how Zach, you or Lauren, you want to be treated, right? And one of the things we do right up front is ask kids about themselves. You know what I mean? And I think that also helps us to not just say, okay, I'm going to treat you the way I want you to be treated, but I'm going to treat you the way you want to be treated. You know, I'm going to to recognize that you are an individual and, and I think that's a really like cool, interesting twist that like, yeah, you know, you saying that just kind of like, you know, launched love the that. conversation that we were having because like the golden rule is okay, but like, obviously you don't want to damage someone else. Like you, but I mean, really, we have really done a good job of saying, what is it that you need to learn well in that survey? You know, do you have a preferred name? Like, I don't want anybody calling me Patty, like. I just cringe when somebody does that, you know. Like, Patricia's okay, not my preferred, but please don't call me Patty or Patsy or Trish. Like, there's just like, I didn't
2: even think about Trish. Okay. Yeah, you know,
0: like <laughs> yeah. I've gotten all of them, and I'm like, Ooh, I look at people, no, that's not me, you know. Like, so right. I think like even just knowing what somebody wants to be called, you know, like, you know, that's important. Like, I like Melissa was one, like one of our new teachers, like. Zach, I hope I said your name right. I mean, your last name, I may have like butchered that. (laughs) I should have asked you first, but that's the kind of thing that I think we have to pay attention to as well. Yeah, you
1: always have go ahead, Zach. No, yeah, I was just gonna say um, that's something that I've always kind of believed in personally is if you have a name, um, you deserve to be addressed by it. So same thing with like saying thank you with all my feedback. I always address the students um, by their names just to show that I care. And I see that they're all these individual people.
2: Yeah, That's so important. And I think sometimes online, you don't always have those cues to go off of, you know, like how is somebody taking what you're saying or, you know, so I feel like that extra goes a really long way. What are you excited about, you know, getting into with your students this year? Are there any topics that are coming up that you are excited about?
1: Yeah, actually, next week, uh, next week's going to be the second Republican primary debate. So that's the day before my next civics live session. So I think I'm going to be using that class time to watch some highlights and talk about some of the things going on in government.
0: Love it. Love it. And we're in such a like, you know, a tricky space, you know, so I think it's, it's really great to be able to, you know, show kids like, okay, here's one, one debate. Okay, here's another one. What's similar? What's different? you know, what do you agree with? What do you not agree with? You know, like just like to really kind of lay it out on the table, you know, that's one of the things that I love, like history teachers are great at that. I mean, social studies in general, like what i have as a building level administrator and a superintendent, you could always count on um, a graduation speech having one of the usually one of the social studies teacher, or the valedictorian or salutatorian or the class president would be like, if it wasn't for so-and-so, you know, which was almost always a, a social studies teacher, because I think because of some of those conversations that you do allow students to have that maybe aren't, you know, it's not right or wrong because none of it's right or wrong. It's all like, you know, what you believe. So super exciting, super exciting. Love that stuff. And I love that you also got out the vote. Like, that's really cool. Um, you know, that we push that out as you thought about that, which is such a great thing to do since we have kids who are probably 18 and 19 and making sure that they can get the vote. And um, that's for everybody, you know, it's not just for you know one group of it's like all of our 18 year olds. We want everybody to participate and and to be a part of, you know, our schools, not just our schools, but like, you know, our whole um government, which public schools are a part of, right? We are part of, you know making that next generation so i think that's kind of that's really it gets me excited i love that stuff
2: i have one more question if it's okay yeah <laughs> go for it man go <laughs> for like it I'm just peppering peppering zach with questions I haven't had a chance <laughs> to sit down and have a fireside chat with zach so i feel like this is my chance you know um like everything pat has said earlier and i've definitely seen it too we've heard it from olivia that you just have a real um, gift for teaching online Um, It's just apparent like in in everything that you do. And if you were to, um, you know, speak with a a student who's at the university level or maybe thinking about becoming a teacher online, what are some of the things that you think that they should really um, learn about or look into in order to prepare themselves?
1: Yeah, Um, I don't know. I would say I was always really interested in curriculum. And I think that there is definitely a heavy emphasis just because of the um, asynchronous aspect of the learning that goes on. So I think that's helped me a lot, just picking learning activities, choosing content, uh, what I think is important for them to know, and also choosing content that is uh, you know, like our tagline, authentic, relevant, and engaging. Social studies really does get that um, advantage because it's everything the students see. It's their government, it's their school, it's their family, home life, all of that. Um, so just you know, maybe having to take a step back and understanding that it's not the same. But in a lot of ways, you are teaching how you would teach if you were in a traditional school. You're still making those same connections. You still want to choose topics and activities that are fun and engaging for the students. Um, and you just have to put a little more work in to make those connections. But it can be done.
0: That's so awesome. Lauren, you have asked some amazing questions. And uh,
1: this I know my no chance.
0: chance. Yeah, this is your chance, you know, because you've had a busy week. We've had a busy, week. busy week, yeah. You know, busy week. All all good things happening here. We we've probably added what about a uh, hundred students to our roles through ASL. We have a really cool um collaboration with the Pennsylvania Department of Education and the Bureau of Special Education, which has been just awesome, but it's kind of kept us busy. We had like a third enrollment season here or four. <laughs> um bumper crop. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's really exciting because I think one of the things the um I'm just getting a little plug for our thing here, but one of one of the really cool things is that the Department of Ed and the Bureau of Special Education are both looking at how do we uh, get folks interested in teaching and teaching populations that may need accommodations. And, and so I think uh, the interest in ASL, like one of the things I'm seeing, and Zach, I don't know if you see this in some of your students, but the number of students who actually took the initiative to sign up for ASL and the number of students who are willing to take it after school because they're interested in it. Like they are really, truly interested in it. I think is one of the things that has made me so excited um, about doing all the extra work. Uh, for me, it's it's kind of hope for the future when you see young people like watch Zach just like taking off and just doing all the right things. And then watching this group of young high school kids just advocating for themselves and saying, I wanna take this course. And, and email me back if I don't get them like right in the next like 20 seconds. It's like, whoa. But anyway, like that's like really hopeful and inspiring. And I'm wondering if you see that in some of your kids as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, just my favorite conversations I have with my students are when they come to office hours or like a study hall or something um, because it's just completely whatever they want to talk about. Um, and they always, always choose to come and talk about things that they're excited for in school for some reason they'll never talk about anything outside of school but they've all came to me and said oh i'm so excited about this class i love this teacher i love doing this Uh, i learned this the other day um so that's really been like that's my favorite part is when they're excited about school
0: that's awesome and it's really awesome for me kind of as the administrator to hear that you have kids coming and having these conversations and that they're showing up and that you know for all of us it's just it's exactly what we dream of so uh I'm so grateful for both of you on we're recording this. It's a Friday afternoon and I'm just really grateful for Zach and for you, Lauren, uh, that you're part of the world of learning, that you're two of the people who make it like home. And uh, I hope, Zach, that you enjoy uh, the world of learning as a home for years to come and that, you know, as we grow and we build, you know, the enthusiasm that you have and the great skills that you have, um, we continue to share out. To everybody else. So I hope you guys have a great day. We're uh, the World of Learning Institute. I'm Pat Mulroy, and I'm here with Zach Marsick and Lauren McMinn. We want to thank you for joining us in this episode. There'll be more to come. If you want to know more about the World of Learning, you can find us at worldoflearninginstitute.com, and you can reach out to me at pmulroy at worldoflearninginstitute.com. Have a great day, everybody.